Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stevens, and joining me again here on the show, the super spotter, Margo. How you doing? There she is in all her glory. You're good? Yes. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. So today's show going to be a little bit different because, well, the entire state of Florida is still underwater from last weekend, I, I guess. Yeah. I mean... Some places it rained, some places it didn't, but I think every track was rained out by like Friday night. So some places just couldn't race because it was too wet. <laughs> yes. In, in the parking lot. In the parking lot. Uh some places couldn't race because the, the grandstands were wet. Some couldn't race because the tracks were actually wet. So no around the state this week. So last couple uh last couple weeks have been pretty pretty strong on the format. Uh this will be more of a free form show, but we've got a lot of big news that broke earlier today and uh, we'll cover all of that plus we have the uh, recap of the action at kansas um in between football we watched some kansas and um we're gonna we're gonna actually start by going like out of the state and up to thunder road because they concluded their regular season this past friday and it ended in spectacular fashion many of you have already seen the video um the video that that i took from my couch of my tv screen of of the thing we're going to talk about here, uh, went viral. And, uh, I don't think I've, I, it, the post I put out is still getting shared and commented on and liked and all this stuff. So, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. And we have a very special guest in the middle of the show. Good buddy of ours, Mr. CJ Creech, driver of the number 27 bomber. A will be joining us with an interview. So the interviews are back for this episode. So Margo, before we get into thunder road, I wanted to toss it to you. Um, did you have anything that, uh, that you wanted to talk about that happened this week or mm. any, any races that you were following mm. this week? Nothing this weekend. I do know that Stafford is having their, oh, nothing from this past weekend. This weekend, Riverhead is doing their Eddie Partridge 256. Is that the race you were just talking about with all the entries? No, sir. No, I'm okay. getting that. Okay. But this week is just the Eddie Partridge, Partridge? Yes. 256. At Riverhead? At Riverhead. Okay, so that's like a 50-mile race, yeah. 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 Like, Tiny that's track. a lot of laps. Yeah. Tiny uh, track, obviously, though. in honor of Eddie Partridge, yep. uh, former car owner of Ryan Priest's modified, uh, huge advocate for modifieds. You don't say. No. No? I'm not talking about me. No, I meant him. You know what? I'm done. Goodbye. Show's over. Shh. Thanks for listening. Sorry. Are you back? Yeah, I'm okay. back. Uh, there's only 26 entries, and I'm kind of surprised by that. For the Partridge race? Yes. Now, mind you, Thompson does race tomorrow. Uh-huh. They race modifieds. Priest is, is going to be there. That's the only reason I know about that race. Well, I mean, at Riverhead, 26 cars will be, will be damn good. Yeah, it will be. But it's also a week before the Stafford Fall Final. That's which the one has you're talking about. 52 entries. Okay. Yep, yep. And they've been steady, like 40 to 50 entries since two weeks ago. Well, it's big race season, so. Yeah, and I, with the Stafford Fall Final, it's like $66,000. Goodness like, that's gracious. That's the prize money. I'll, I'll take a little chunk of that. No, Matt Hirschman will take all of it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Live up to his nickname, absolutely. So a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff going on up north. The Milk Bowl's coming up at uh, the very beginning, yep. end of first September. October, yep. October 1st-ish, right around that area. Yeah, the first weekend in October here. Let me pull up the calendar. Let me call your mom real quick, uh, see if I can book mom, a Mom, when's the Milk Bowl? I believe, no, let's see if I can yeah, book a flight. It, it, I believe it'll be the first and second of October. So uh, that'll, that'll be a fun one. So 
Um, kind of good segue here. Thunder Road's regular season ended this past Friday. Um, it was actually a makeup event. It's hard to believe. Like, I don't feel like we've been watching that much Thunder Road, but like their entire season has flown by. Uh, yeah. the championships are in the books and, uh, you know, I'll say watching the full season, I think we saw probably 90 to 95% of the season. Um, it's very interesting to watch a track. Uh, obviously we watch new Smarta evolve weekly and develop weekly, but it's, it's interesting to watch a track where they have more than like four guys that race every week and, and see how things play out. I mean, the street stocks this year, uh, they were four weeks in a row with over 30 drivers. They ended the season with 28 and this was a, a makeup race on a Friday versus a Thursday. So a few people couldn't even make it. Um, 26 tigers in the pits, uh, 18 late models for their finale, you know, 14, 15 road warriors. Um, and this is at the end of the season. And uh, their their car counts were very good all season long. Would would you agree with that? Yeah, their car counts are phenomenal now that we broke down what the pay is. Yeah, there. it's... But, it, it, like, <coughs> I was as, astonished when I saw the pay because I'm like, they're not racing for that much money. But I guess because the season is, so, like, literally four months long, so it's either you race or you don't. It's not like, oh, I'll come back in the second half of the season or, you know, I'll come out for the big races. It's It's... You know, it's race or don't, and there's not much uh, there's not much else to it. So it's great to see good car counts. And between Thunder Road and White Mountain, it's kind of owned by the the same entity. They had a pretty good season. So let's um, let's take a look at it. Uh, the last couple of weeks we just kind of breezed through everything because there's been so much going on. But take a more in depth dive. Let's start with let's, let's work our way from from the bottom to the top. Um, Again, I invite everybody that has Flow Racing to go back and, and, and watch this. Um, and, and I'll just say this. Yes, I took a video uh, from my TV that was, uh, you know, hosted by Flow Racing. That was their, it was their video, but it's from my TV in my living room. So I didn't, I didn't capture the images from a computer. I didn't use screen sharing <laughs> to put these images up. I took a video. Did I you took, get shit or something? No, I'm just oh, saying okay. because I know how Flo, Flo Racing shut Tom down for Speed Weeks. It well, took a Flo big Racing jump thinks his... they're better than everybody and they're the only reason any of their coverage is better than everybody is because their biggest competitor sends their best producers to do their work for them. Oh, I'm there you go. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm just saying this because yeah, I'm sure they saw... I'm sure that someone from Flow Racing saw the video. Well, yeah, Alec is on your Facebook. Yeah, well, I took that video from my couch because I felt like it was a moment that more than, you know, a couple hundred people should see because it was pretty spectacular. So um, if you don't like the fact that I recorded a video off my phone and put it on the internet, you know, it's, at least you got something to complain about. Um, so... In the Road Warriors, now they don't run for points. They run for a little bit of cash and the trophy. It's a fun class, uh, entry-level fun division. Uh, looks like 15, 16 cars were there, so not a not a bad way to end. Uh, old Tater, Nate Bryan, was the winner over Josh Vilbrin and Neil Foster, old tetanus there, who's back. Remember, uh, a week ago, he hit the tire barriers, and he was actually, I, I thought that car would be done, but he oh, came back. Oh, is that that car? Yeah. So he came back and, and finished off the season. So good. Uh, My weeks must be running together because I I thought that was. Yeah, that was like a week ago, I, I think. I mean, you're definitely right about the you weeks running together. You know what? Because we watched it on Monday because it was Sunday's That's right. races. That's right. Because it was the, uh, the, the Labor Day Classic. Look, yep. dude, when all I do is sit at home on my butt and spend your money, the days tend to run together. That's right. 
So <laughs> moving up to the street stocks now. Uh, 28 cars in attendance. Yeah. Poor Josh Lovely. Um, he also went to the tires a week not ago. not lovely. Um, Harden to turn number one. And then during the heat race on Friday, he got turned to the outside wall going into turn number three. Um, and the announcer said, uh, ever since he put his car up for sale, it's been cursed because he put the car up for sale basically to let people know at the end of the year it was for sale. Don't put your car up for sale until the end of the year, dang it. And he went and wrecked it twice. And, and on uh, on Friday, it was pretty much done for good. So feel bad for Josh because he just got the car rebuilt to come finish the season and uh, nothing to show for it. Uh, Tommy Thunder was back in the 22 and finished dead last in the feature. Um, it, it was it was definitely the wackiest feature of the night. Uh, a lot of cautions, but Taylor Hoare picked up her first career win in the 48. Um, the Hoare family's been winning races at Thunder Road for years. Uh, many of you might know the name Brian Hoare, uh, but Taylor Hoare gets the win tonight over Scott Weston and Hayden Pierce. Oh. And the champion for the street stocks this year was Dean Switzer Jr. Won by 45 points. That's a pretty big. Uh, Is it Switzer? Dean Switzer Jr., yep. I always say Swisher. Swisher? Like Swisher Sweets. I mean, nope. It's, it's, it's the former Swi- pothead. Switzer. <laughs> Switzer Sweet. Former pothead. Yeah, right. No, you. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, then uh, in the Tigers, um, I, man, their race was, wasn't it clean and green? It was kind of boring. I don't I, remember it. I, I so think I'm it was clean and green. Kind of, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, Kyle Streeter in the beautiful Camaro took the win over Caden Fisher, who was double duty the other night. <laughs> Made his late model debut. I remember I was at Target and you texted me, well, that's not a tiger. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, it's a cat. <laughs> I, I didn't, Typical response in our household. I didn't to be know what else to say. And then it clicked that you were watching Thunder Road and it like was the same exact car as Caden Fisher's. Yeah. But in my mind, I see a yellow late model, yellow and red late model, and it goes straight to Stephen Donahue. Yeah. So I'm like, well, no, it's not supposed to be a tiger. He doesn't race tigers. <laughs> well, Caden Caden uh, finished second. I believe he won Rookie of the Year. And uh, for the fact that he had a uh, late model out of the track, I believe he'll be moving up to late models next year. So No, he was just practicing it. Just practicing. Just yeah. one off. You know? He just yeah. really wanted to give you, like, a mind. Just trying list. just trying it to see what it's like. He doesn't like it. He called me and told me. He told you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the, these guys from Vermont that could give two diddlies about mm-hmm. us are calling you. Um, but no, uh, Kyle Sturter gets a win. Sam Karen finished ninth in the race, but uh, won the championship by 22 points. His first ever championship. Uh, I watched him race late models there when I was a kid. So glad to see him back in action now racing the Tigers and now with the championship to show for it. And um, moving on to the late models now, where one of the just the craziest finishes I've ever seen. Not not only because Ow. of the finish, but because of what happened after the finish line. Um, very good race. It was, it was a great race between Stephen Donahue and the number three of Ricky Roberts. Who, or, I'm sorry, Chris Roberts. Ricky used to drive that car, but now it's Chris Roberts. I was Roberts. about to say, nope, that, that's not right. Yep, I, I knew I was going to do that just because I watched Ricky Roberts race. Now it's Chris Roberts. Um, those two battled side by side for like the last five, five six, seven laps, something like that. Um, I called it when the feature started. I was like, hey, Donahue's probably going to win this race. Probably be pretty easy unless there's a bunch of calamity, which there wasn't. Um, but the last couple laps side by side. Uh, again, you can go to my Facebook page and watch the video of the finish. I, I'm pretty sure most of the people listening have seen it because I posted on the Racing with Ryan page. I posted on my Facebook. It's gone viral. It's blown up. 
most of you have seen it, and there's a lot of opinions on it. We'll take your five cents. No, no. no I just like, like I said, I just thought it was something that that people would be interested to see. And um, so, coming to the checkers, there was contact out of turn number four. The two bounced off each other, and Stephen Donahue hit the wall. And this is what I've been telling you about the Widowmaker for years. How you saw Donahue's car get up on its side and grind down the wall and then flop over <laughs> on its roof. That used to be a very common occurrence. When they put the wall up, it changed the line off the corner to where you don't really come at the wall until you're at the start-finish line. They used to use all the corner, and they'd be at that wall basically off turn number four. And now it's more, I don't know, there's less chance to get hooked into mm-hmm. the wall now. But that's what happened in this. It was a classic Thunder Road Widowmaker wreck. And the video from Flow Racing, of course, they they stop at the start-finish line. So you miss Donahue. You see Donahue bounce off the wall up on his side and go out of frame. Damn protocol. And then it cuts back to Donahue, and you see it up on its side and on fire, and then it slowly flops over on its roof, and then the flames just burst. And it, it was scary. I, You saw my reaction. I was flipping out. Yes, I did. It um, was about, like, you watching football. Yeah. Oh, like I last night. I thought it night. was a little bit of an overreaction, and then I realized that you didn't see him get out of the car. No. On video. I did. I, di- I didn't because the – you know the 360p it's hard yeah. to tell well i saw as soon as they pan back over towards like the crowd and like they're standing there i saw him you get, saw like him? i saw him walking out to the other guy's car oh, and la- i'm like, I'm like thing, why are you freaking out he's out of the car last like, thing i, mean, I wanted to see was freaky, but somebody that i've you know been a fan of uh burn up in a race car so definitely uh definitely glad he got out um there's more to the story though so again Big wreck, literally the last lap of the last regular season feature uh, to settle the late model championship, which was won by Chris Pelkey, by the way, his first career championship. He finished eighth, and it got close because Pyle, Pyle Pembroke, Kyle Pembroke was closing in the last couple laps. If he would have won the race, uh, he might have stolen the championship. So it was real close there at the end, but the championship goes to Christopher Pelkey. Um, now, if you watch the video, across the line first was the three, of Roberts, who appeared to pick up the win, but um, if you do watch Thunder Road back, you'll realize they only did victory lane with Chris Pelkey. There was no victory lane with the winner of the race, and Chris Roberts was <coughs> disqualified. A general contact penalty. Um, it says here on the official results, and in the news article write-up, it said he was DQ'd for contact with intent. So race control deemed that it was a avoidable incident and penalized the three of Chris Roberts to 18th. And um, Stephen Donahue wins the race upside down and on fire. Pretty spectacular way to end your year. Yeah. And, and then he went out the next night and yeah. got a championship. So they they took, they did take Stephen Donahue to the hospital and they checked him out. Some superficial burns in a broken hand is what he ended up with. And I, I'm imagining he broke his hand when he hit the wall, probably snapped the steering wheel out of his hand and broke it. Sure. That'd be what I guess. Um, so Donahue upside down on fire, wins the race. Um, and then the next night goes to Riverside in New Hampshire and wins the race there and the championship. Good job. You did it. So that's all you have to say about that, huh? I mean, he was good. He's fine. I don't, what, what, oh my goodness. All right. So, I mean, it was scary. Sure. But I know the outcome. So cool. Good job. All right. I mean, it's a hell of a comeback. What do you want me to say? Write me a script next week. I don't know. I guess I will. Um, (laughs) 
I thought you'd have more to say than just, oh, oh, good for him. Sorry to disappoint for once. I have nothing to say. That's all right. But there is a little bit more to the story. Of course uh, there is. You know, (laughs) I I will say that I disagree with the DQ of the three car because that looked like racing, good hard racing, coming to the checkered flag to, to win the final race of the season. I don't think it was, obviously, the three did not mean to flip the two and set them on fire. Um, was there contact? Absolutely. Uh, it looks like two guys racing hard, but I will applaud the race director for making a call in a tough situation. Um, never easy to make calls. And I've seen a lot of situations go down where no call is made. So I applaud Thunder Road for making a call. Um, there's been a lot of debate online about it, but the thing that, what was the call? Like they were beating a banging with, with intent. Yeah. Contact with intent. Contact with intent. Is that like premeditated? Basically. Yeah. In, in other words, as far as I know, these two don't have a history. They don't have a rivalry. Why? Why would they assume that it's premeditated? Why would they assume that the three was going out to take out Stephen Donahue? Yeah, and I totally, I, I would disagree with that and say that he wasn't. Yeah, that's so. like a, what makes I want to know the backstory. I want to know if there's a backstory. Was something said over the radio? Were they using spotters? Can like I've seen their spotter stand. I'm fairly certain if I like farted, somebody would hear it from the tower. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, uh, did did they hear the number three spotter? Be like, hey, take that fucker out. Like, how can you just say you know contact with intent? Without there being a full story about it. Yeah, I mean, like, without any background. Unless there's somebody in the spotter stand that heard, like, the three teams say, put him in the wall off four or something. Okay, then then make that known that officials overheard. Right, but that is, that's. That's also hearsay, unless it was an official hearing. Speculation. I don't know that. I I have no recollection of that. No, there's been no reports of that. I'm just saying, um, you know. It's That's very, the part of the whole situation that didn't make sense to me. Like, I'm glad that Stephen Donahue is fine. He's great, fabulous. One went out next day, won the championship. Awesome. The whole the three being DQ'd because they were racing and somebody got upside down and his fuel line exploded. Well, first of all, I know a really good guy. Call Rob Schultz. Yeah, uh, they that's, can, that's they why they can you, hook you up. That is why you need a Schultz fuel system in your car. That is why Absolutely you need a Schultz 100%. fuel system in your car. There's your commercial. Yeah. Like breeze through that one later. <laughs> it's not excuse me. It's not his fault that th- he made contact and that contact sent Stephen Donahue on his side, car lit on fire. To me, it was more of a, here, let's just give this guy the win. See, I just wonder if it was, remember Noah Gregson? It's a little sketchy. Back at the road course race, he spun that guy out, and then eight or nine cars piled in. No. And then they penalized Noah Gregson uh, because of basically the aftermath. Oh, I just, yeah. I just wonder if that it was one of those situations where it's like, okay, that well, was Well, then that's that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like, like I said, bullshit. I don't think Chris Roberts, Bill whoever the hell was in the car when, Hey, let me door him real quick and see if I can Tony Hawk pro skater, his late model across the widow maker. That sounds fun. See, now this is what I was hoping to get out of you. Well, you did. You're like, cool. He got out of the car. Okay. Congratulations. He did it. Let's get to the bullshit. <laughs> so now we're getting to the bullshit. Now I got her talking. Um, now again, also, I've I don't almost know. finished my second white cloth. Uh, again, so. I don't know what the reason like wh- why the track said, okay, this qualifies as a DQ versus if they just came across the line smoking tires. Um, well, how many other races have we watched? I mean, well, I mean, hmm. You know, 
Apparently, we can't bump in racing anymore because Carson Quapple and Jake Garcia just got fined from the cars for tour, right? From cars, yeah, and that for was bumping. after the after the checkered flag. This was coming to the checkered. Well, they were bumping coming to the checkered, and then they bumped some more after the checkered. No, they kept bumping. The only thing Stephen Donahue bumped was the wall, the widowmaker, right? So, like I said, there's so uh, again, a call was made. I applaud the officials for making a call. Uh, I Good job, you did your right, job. Right. I, I, I don't, I don't, I personally would not have made that same call because I didn't well, see anything aggressive. Now that's I'm why not you're there, the not the full story. But I saw pictures from the Thunder Road photographers that they put online, and I noticed, uh, like you mentioned, that Stephen Donahue hopped out of the car and ran off the screen. He ran over. Guess where he ran over to? To the other car. Why wasn't he? Why right. wasn't why wasn't he to keep? Right. At New oh, Smyrna. it's because he was the guy that was upside down and on fire and scaring everybody. At New Smyrna, if you had gotten out of your car on fire, you know, if you on fire and you get out of your car and you run away from the car, that's one thing. But he ran to Chris Roberts' car, the other competitor's car, and that is okay. You can't even tell me that he was going over there to make sure Chris Roberts was okay because he was the one upside down. Right. He was. I mean, Chris Roberts hit hard too, but. But still, I mean... But Stephen Donahue was the one out here, Ricky Bobby, on fire. If you go look at the pictures, the body language does not say, hey, are you okay? It says, what the hell are you doing? Well, my body language so, never says, hey, are you okay? I, but believe sometimes. me, I know. And your, your actual language doesn't either. But... Uh, Damn. No, I mean... I think when you're racing to the checkered flag in the final race of the season, <laughs> the car that crosses the line first, if they're wrecking, they're wrecking. It's like stroke or ace. You know, up, upside down, on fire, whatever happens, happens. So what I'm but, getting from this is Brandon Lamphere should have been the winner. Or Kyle Pembroke should have been the winner. Yeah, I, I just, I don't <laughs> understand why it's okay to DQ the three for contact with intent, but then not DQ the two of, of Steven for getting out and coming out of a competitor's car. I need some law and order Thunder Road Racers unit. I need to figure out where, why there was intent. Right. Now, I, I need to figure out where, what was said to make people believe that there was intent. That's a good point. I need an investigation. We need a full-blown investigation of the ACT tour officials, which we're not going to get, by the way, because we have no, uh, we, we have no ends of the ACT tour. Um, you know, and, and congratulations to Stephen Donahue. I mean, he gets the win in spectacular fashion. It was wild. It was crazy. You know, not the way you want to end your season. Um, I just want to, you know, all the things that I saw in the aftermath of all this, um, just figured I'd, I'd bring it to light. Just found a few of those things to be interesting. So, I'm not picking side, but I'm a huge Stephen Donahue fan. I'm a huge Marcel Gravel fan. Um, you know, it's cool that that one of my favorite drivers got the win. Sure, uh, I just don't think that he was the, in my opinion, Roberts is the winner. Of the he race. wasn't the intended winner. The intended winner, <laughs> right? Exactly. He's more of a tainted winner. Uh, but but I mean, what a spectacular story for Stephen to say. Yeah, I've got on my lid at Thunder Road, which many of of great racers have done, um, but also won the race. It's it's not often that you're. The winning car is upside down in a ball of flame um, after the race. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been, in my opinion, now there's been some wild stuff, a couple of rollovers, that spectator racing stuff was really cool. Um, the Governor's Cup was great to go to. In my opinion, though, it was a pretty tame season at Thunder Road as far as the flips go. Normally they flip, I mean, they'll flip one or two cars a night back in the day when I was going there. Um, now it was like... <laughs> Out one, of turn one and two, past the parking <laughs> Past, oh yeah, absolutely. They <laughs> Tracy three and four. I think Tracy Bellrose's car is still rolling out of the parking and they're lot. They're still trying to find it. In the they're ditch. still finding it. Yeah, 
Um, there's been some spectacular stuff. The scariest now, part to me for how many cars go flying <laughs> off into that ditch is how close that track is to houses. Yeah. And I'm not just talking well, what's his face's house, like right there. Ken Squire. Ken Squire. Yeah. I'm just glad he doesn't have any cattle on the property because they'd be gone. They'd be ground beef. They, no, I was more talking about horses. Oh, 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 gotcha. Well, I mean, I, I feel like that's a big reason why uh, Chris Mashad and Pat Malone decided to put a wall around the place to keep the cars from going into the ditch and flipping and, and you know, keeping them more contained. Um it definitely has changed the racing. It's changed the line. You don't see as much three wide. Uh, it has narrowed the groove for sure. But you know, it was a it was a fun season. I'm glad we watched it. And uh, congratulations to the champions. And uh, by the way, Chris Pelkey only won the championship by five points. Good job, Chris Pelkey. You did it. Good job. He did it. Oh, the most most boring looking late model out there. By the way, uh, won the championship. It ain't about looks, folks. Believe me, I know. Any final thoughts on the Thunder Road season? Ow. No, I have none. Nothing? None. Did you enjoy it? It was fun. Would you watch it again next year? I mean, I have to. You'll make me. I mean, is it worth the flow racing coverage to have it again next year? That we don't pay for? Well, we will next year. Jason. The flow racing coverage sponsored to us by JF Drives. There you go. Dot com. Appreciate that. For all of your airport chauffeur needs. And L. Stefan Collins Incorporated. I, Stephen, I'll pay for shit for me. He's, I got um, him logged in on my computer. JF so Drives. When I go back to watch that. .com, .net, .web. Uh, for all of your chauffeur needs from Daytona to Miami. There you go. Appreciate it. Um, I, I, there was his, I guess he didn't pay me anything for that. So before we hear from our guest on this show, Mr. <laughs> CJ Creech, who's having a great season in the Bomberays, going to take a short commercial break here and then hear from Mr. CJ. So, we'd like to thank our great friends over at American Auto on 1523 South Dixie Freeway in New Smyrna Beach. Um, you can give them a call, 386-428-1941. Full service auto shop and tires for fast, dependable service. You can always count on American Auto, and Margo's doing the she's doing the motion. Look, if this were a video I don't know show, if you've perfect. ever seen the commercials that EJ used to do. I've I've seen him do it in person. So. Okay, and, and the commercials are ten times worse. Oh no. Is it just so much more First, animated? Hang on, wait, let me see it. I'm gonna read this. He's gonna be like, okay. you're gonna have to do the next one. EJ, you're getting extra airtime this week, bud. From Margo. <laughs> just kidding. I can't read She can't that. read my writing. Where does it say where is he? In the for, second line. He's like Here we go. For fast dependable service, you can always count on American Auto. Perfect. And it's like it. it's so dramatic. I wanna know. If EJ was a thespian, I need to know. Cause well, you can ask him in the tire I'm room. a theater kid, and only theater kids have that, like, gumption about them when they're, yeah, it's bad. You can ask him, hopefully, well, you're not going this this week, but next next time we go I'm to the tire room. not going this week. Um, but again, no, thank you to American Auto. Uh, they do a lot for this show. Uh, they, they support us um, even beyond this show. So if you need anything done, you're in the New Smyrna area. Even if you're not, go drop your car off before the races. Have it serviced. I'm sure he'll... Crap, find okay. you a way back to the racetrack and I then go get, get brakes. I know we need the other brakes now. Um, EJ was nice enough to do our what do you do? The front brakes, right? He did the rear brakes, the rear now brakes, the front brakes. Because somebody brakes. thinks that cars stop by stepping on like stomping on the brake pedal. Hey, 10. <sighs> Gordy. Uh, but, anyways, we, we thank <laughs> EJ and American Auto for all their support here at the Racing with Ryan podcast. We also thank the Florida Southern Ground Pounders, whose next event will be part of the always exciting Armadillo 100. I am so excited. 
Are you excited? Now, now you have a reason to go. I mean, I was going to that one no matter what. Okay, good. I am so excited because all of my guys will be there. John Smith will be back. The tour of John Smith is over and he's back home. Yeah, correct? he got rained out last week. John That's Smith will be back. Uh, so do we all. Scott Cutter will be here. He literally booked a flight today. Yeah. Um, Ron Alessandro will be in a car. Oh, I like to hear that. Toby Smith Toby will be Colin. in a car. Art a Koonsman. secret car. Hank Saunders. Sanders. Sanders. So Sorry, there will, Yeah. Uh, Toby and Colin. I don't know if Toby's in the secret car or Ron Alessandro. Hank Sanders will be back. Art Koonsman will be back. Scott Phobes. Sure. Maybe. I got to call him. They've got some family stuff going on right now. Gotcha. Uh, hey, family, Ed you know, Freeman person. should be back. Good. I'm trying to think. Well, that, that'll be a fun way to kick off a, a wacky event. We'll get an actual race. I just need Jody and Kelly to come back, and then I'll be, like, super excited. Right. And, and Charles? The well, yes. I'm sorry. If Jody comes, Charles, Charles is automatic. Comes, yeah. like they're, it's like CJ and Steven. If but one no, is there, so is the other. A, a great racing group, and again, they will be part of the Armadillo 100 coming up in two weeks. Uh, one of the, the the prelims before the 100 lap enduro event that uh, I will say has quite a few entries already. Now, entries online. A few meaning you know, like more than three. More than we had for the Bad Bunny, and we're two weeks away. So um, I, I think the Armadillo 100 is going to be a great success, and I'm looking forward to it. If this doesn't work, 3,000 to win, Citrus County rules, that means y'all are scared. Uh, come prove me wrong. Or no, it just means they don't like that damn announcer and his dumbass well, girlfriend. Then get on Facebook and tell me about how much you hate me some more. Um, and we also thank, of course, uh, Speedway Video. I promise I have that, that next bonus uh, episode coming. I know I've said that for, what, a month now. Um, I just, guys, I just haven't, I haven't had the extra time and I apologize. Uh, but Tom has provided me with a video to do and I will have that. It'll be a surprise. Um, I, maybe I can. Y'all, he won't even tell me what it is. Well, it's, it's an iconic moment that led to some changes at the racetrack. So, uh, that's, that's the tease. Um, and I'll have that out when I can and, uh, try to do some more of these to, to make up for for my lack of, of videos here. But thanks to Thomas Speedway Video for everything he does and uh, American Auto and uh, Florida Southern Ground Founders and Ken Copley too. Ken Copley Racing, a big sponsor here at the Racing with Ryan podcast. <laughs> All right, on the Racing with Ryan hotline today, we have a very special guest, a uh, longtime listener, first-time caller. I think that's what they say. We welcome in Mr. C.J. Creech, driver of the number 27 Bomber A car. C.J., how you doing, bud? I'm doing all right, Ryan. How about yourself? Doing good, man. Doing good. Glad to have you on the show. Um, first of all, I thank you for um, supporting the track. I mean, you're there pretty much every time we race Bombers for the last couple of years. And uh, appreciate you uh, being a listener to the show. Uh, I appreciate you, you and what you do, Ryan. That's uh, all part of it. You know, racing the race is one thing. And then getting all the recaps and the highlights of everything, it just makes it that much better. Well, I, I appreciate that too. I mean, that, that's why I do it. I mean, there, there are some nights where I have to do stuff and I'm like, man, I got to go talk about this race and stuff again. But hey, that has become my life. And, uh, you know, I, I enjoy talking about what you guys do. I, I think uh, you guys as racers are sometimes underappreciated. Uh, you guys are spending a lot of money and a lot of time to work on these cars and to come out and race for a couple laps for us. And I feel like, you know, this is the best way I can give back, whether people agree with what I have to say or not. I, I try to go out there and, and give some honest feedback and uh, some people like it, some people don't. So I'm glad you're, you're one of the few that do enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, your unbiased opinions are probably the best thing, but 
you know, well, some people might not agree in the moment, but I think eventually when things settle down and they get a chance to look back at it, you know, someone's outside perspective kind of settles in. Well, that that's what I hope for. I mean, you know, sometimes it's, I, sometimes I have to say things about, you know, certain things that I don't want to talk about, but that is the nature of the beast. But uh, enough about that. wanted to ask you a couple of questions here. Um, you're a, a relative newcomer to the racing scene over at New Smyrna Speedway. What got you interested in becoming involved uh, with the racing over there? Well, um, it, it all kind of goes way back to when I was about Peyton's age. My grandfather raced out at Volusia County Speedway in the I believe they called it the Charger Division and Street Stocks. Uh, you know, they had they they were a big part of the sponsorships out there and everything. Uh, they used to have a, a automo uh, shoot auto parts store here in Orange City, Florida. Hence the big sticker on my hood, Orange City Auto Parts. And, you know, and uh, I look through pictures all the time of me as a baby in Victory Lane with him and my mom. And it's just something I always wish I could have been a part of. And now, that and the part store, you know, I hear stories about me running around in my walker, ripping stuff off the shelves of the part store, this and that. And it's just something I always wish I could have been a part of as, you know, as a, an adult with my grandfather. Well, that that's um, a, a common answer to a lot of people when I ask this question is, you know, hey, we I grew up in it, my parents raced, or I've been a race fan, or family's been involved in it. I mean, it's 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 true what, what people say about racing. It truly is a family sport, and uh, it ends up becoming a, a big racing community. It definitely does. Um, uh, I couldn't thank the people that support me enough. Um, sometimes I feel like I don't do enough for them, to be honest. I can't can't pay back the favors I've been given. Well, I mean that that's that's part of the deal. I mean, to to go racing, it doesn't matter if you're racing a bomber car, a late model, something in between, even the ground pounders. I mean, there's a lot of people that help everybody just to get on track. People think, you know, some of the people think that you guys build these race cars and you just show up and, and race them. But um, I'm sure you can attest to how much work you have to put in, especially when you're at the top of the point standings, going for the points win. Because I know that um, given the circumstances that you've been through this year, that it, it can be quite stressful. Uh, I'll be honest. I feel like this season, you know, this is only my second season, but just comparing this season to last season, I feel like we've had way many, way more races and trying to stay up in the points has been that much more of a challenge. And I'm not going to lie, you know, a month or so ago or whatever, when I fell off the points leader, I had a little bit of a relief there. And then now I'm right back there tied with Jim. So it's, you know, I can't just lay down now. I got to, you know, at least give it my best effort. Well, that, that's the thing. I mean, last year you, you came out your first year. You, you probably, uh, I'm sure you, you set expectations for yourself, but I'm sure they were probably like, hey, keep the nose clean, learn, you know, let it come to you a little bit. Now this year, you know you can do it. You got your first career win, which was a, a very special moment. And now you're in the thick of a championship battle amongst some really good racers. I mean, Jim Snyder and Dustin Higdon, those guys have been racing bombers or different types of cars out at New Smyrna for a long, long time. You're in your second year, and you are going toe-to-toe with these guys. That's That's got to be a great feeling. Uh, I mean, you know, it definitely keeps me humbled. Uh, I, I take a loss to those guys any day. Uh, you know, I know I have a long ways to go. They're, they're veterans, to say the least. Uh, the only thing I try to do is learn from them. Well, I, I can tell you from my observation and, and my opinions about watching all the races out there, 
when you first started last year, you you were very fun to watch because you were you're sometimes you'd be way up out of the groove and you'd be maybe running the car a little bit too hard as you learn the limits of this thing. And then this year you've really come into your own. You've you've battled some problems with your car. Uh, you've had some people help you out to to keep you up in the standings. Um, you know. I know you got your first career win in the 47 car. I know you're itching to get one in your car. But I, in my opinion, from what I've seen out of you, and I'm not just, you know, tooting your horn here, but um, I, I've seen great improvement in, in a, a year, almost two years of racing. So I, I think that uh, – I, I think your success is definitely warranted. I appreciate that. One of the, one of the first things uh, Jared Zebley told me when I first got my car together, you know, I would shoot the, shoot the shit with him or – so to speak, mm. and you know, one of the first things he said was, "It, it, it is humbling. You're, you're going to go out there and think one thing, and get off the track and think a totally different scenario." And like you said last year, when I first started, I was all over the place. You know, I thought it was all gas, no brake, go, 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 and that is far from the truth. So, would you say, you know, sometimes if you do slow down a little bit, you go faster? Is that a true saying? In my opinion, yes. Smooth is, what is it, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. Yep, yep. And, and that's, I, that's one of the biggest things I've been trying to work on is not overshooting corner entry so I can get a nice exit. And I feel like you've applied that a lot. So let me ask you now, uh, we, we briefly touched on it, but you did get your first career win. Um, you had one taken away from you last year. Um, and I know that had to be rough because uh, you think, oh, I finally got my first win, got the monkey off the back, then they take it away in, in tech. This year... Um, you have problems with your car, Stephen Wright, nice enough to, you know, to help keep you in the points. Again, it, it takes a lot of people to make this go, and he gave you the keys to his car, and you took it to victory lane. So, you know, that, I know Stephen's won a lot of races, and that car's been good, but it's got to be nerve-wracking taking somebody else's car out there and going and competing at the same level. So for you to get the win in that car, uh, I'm sure still very rewarding. Uh, it was, you know, when he's offered my car, or his car a few times and I've always been way too nervous to to take the opportunity and you know I told myself that day I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna push it you know if I was mid-pack backpack I was just gonna go out there and try to get the, the points yeah and uh, I should have known better and I was out there and just went with it car felt great handled great so and then you you took it yeah. you took it to your first win and and just you know, from you, what was that feeling like going to victory lane? And then of course, getting through tech and officially notching that first win, getting rid of that damn bridesmaid banner that we made for you. I gotta be honest. There's, there's a cloud hanging over my head that wasn't my car, but you know, it it did feel good getting a victory. Um, you know, knowing Steven personally being good buddies with him, similar cars, it all, that all helps. Um, I still, I'm still eager to get the win in my car. So this That's motivates the, you more of the sentimental thing to me, I guess. Absolutely, and this probably motivates you. You know, you can get it done, and um, you know, I'm, I'm sure it just it motivates you even more. And you've had problems with the 27 car, and it seems like they're rectified. What were the issues that you were experiencing through the middle portion of the season? Uh, uh, I should have been running more expensive fuel. I was being cheap. Uh, running pump gas. Well, I don't blame you there. It's I expensive. Getting, I was getting bad detonation, and it was just eating up the bottom ends. So, so would you would you say that you know getting that fixed up, running 
a little bit better gas. Is that that going to help you for the rest of the season? You think? It seemed to do good for the forty lapper, so fingers crossed. If only that tire had held on for you, man. Well, you know, after I got the car off the trailer and pulled that wheel off to go get a new tire put on, I realized the whole inside of the room was coated in oil, and I got a pretty good oil leak coming from either the oil pan or the crank seal. So I think that had a lot to do with my handling issues that day. So, Well, that would put more stress on the right front for sure. And, uh, you know, it's always something with these race cars. I feel like you've had to work on that thing just to keep it going, to stay in this points fight. And uh, you alluded to it, you know, you probably felt like at certain times it was out of reach, but you are currently tied with Jim Snyder for the point lead. Um, if you go on the website, they they have Jim listed and, and this is just the way that the the it the website sorts it out. But the official way that New Smarta does their points, um, if there's a tie, we go to wins. You each have one win, and if you're tied there, it goes to second place finishes. Before you called, I went and looked. You have four second place finishes this year. Jim has one. He's got a lot of third place finishes, but you have you have the advantage right now in the points. So even though if, if you go to the website, it says Jim Snyder first, officially, you have the tie break on Jim Snyder the way things stand right now. I don't know if you knew that or not. Um, obviously, you, you want to get more points than everybody and not worry about ties. But as it sits right now, CJ, you are officially the point leader going into this weekend. That's awesome. You know, I, I got to give Jim a lot of credit. You know, like you said, he's last year's championship winner. Uh, he's finally starting to get things figured out with his car this year and the new tires. So, you know, I'm definitely not counting him out by any means. How much of a learning curve was the new tires? With this being just your second season uh, and you using last year really to, to learn and get the hang of things, do you think it may be through the veterans more of a curveball than yourself? Um. I think not necessarily. Um, you know, last year on the Falcons, I battled with a bad push coming out of the turns. Um, switching over to the tires made the car loose throughout the whole turn, so it kind of adapted to my driving style a little better, I guess. Um, yeah, and I feel like that's probably what's made some of the difference. It's, you know, you, you probably can't drive. No, I don't drive these things, so I might be wrong here. But you probably can't drive as hard on these tires. you got to manage them a little bit better. I know there's pros and cons to it. I, I know the tires wear out a little bit more. But to me, it, when you slow down a little bit, I think it makes for better racing. And I think we've seen some good competitive stuff. Obviously, Stephen Wright, Dustin Higdon have been very competitive this year, and they win a lot of races and are up front most weeks. But I've seen some of these guys uh, like yourself, uh, Aaron Foy, Brandon Monroe, uh, just to name a few, some of these guys that have been up in the mix more than they were, say, last year or the year before. Yeah, uh, the, the tire rule definitely did what, what New Smyrna wanted it to do, and you know, I'm not mad at it by any means. Well, that's good to hear, because I know change is, change is hard, and a lot of people, when they find something that's fast and works for them, they want to keep keep at it, and it, it can be tough to change over. And I know for some, it you know, they, they don't like it, they're, they're not racing anymore, but... You know, I, I think having good competition is good for the division. Would you agree with that, or do you think it's, it? you know, as a racer, you just want to go out there and win all the time? No, I, I definitely agree. I mean, of course I do want to win, but without a challenge, it, it's not as nearly as rewarding. Um, well, so I would, uh, for me, I would agree that's a big you. part of it, is figuring things out and the challenge of it. Well, I, I agree with you there. I in, in my position, I like to see good racing, and, you know, I've gotten to know quite a few of y'all, and, 
you know, I I can't root for any particular person, and uh, I just root for good racing. And I feel like we've seen that. I feel like the Bombers the last couple of years have really come on strong. Um, you know, a lot of, you know, racing purists might not give them the respect that, in my opinion, I feel they deserve. I know I take a lot of heat because I talk up the Bombers. I talk up the Super Stocks. But, you know, I sit up there and I watch every single race, and I see good stuff out of these classes. Are they lower on the totem pole? Yes, but that, to me, doesn't matter. Good racing is good racing. Uh, I completely agree. Um, I, I don't envy your position either. I, I I know the struggle of trying to, you know, not pick sides and you know, doing what you have to do. I wouldn't wouldn't want to do that myself. Well, you keep to racing. That way, uh, that way we can continue to watch the uh, the good action that you put on out there. Um, second year in bomber A's. So let me ask you moving forward. What are your goals? Do you have, are you looking to move up the ladder? Are you enjoying bombers? Do you want to stick with bombers? What, what are you thinking moving forward? Um, you know, my honest opinion, and I feel like I've had this conversation with you and you don't necessarily agree with it, but you know, that's okay. I, I feel like there needs to be a stepping stone class added. Basically more or less the bomber A's but open up tires and suspension. Give us give us a class to step up to to learn actually setting up a race car before we go step into a ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollar car and try to learn it all there. Now uh, you know the good the good good the, the best part about the Bomber A class is, you know, comparatively speaking, it's cheaper to to maintain and run and fix. You know, I can go to a junkyard, pretty much get anything I need or rock auto whatever hundred two hundred dollars later and i could be back at the track which um, is definitely a good thing but i do understand because we we have had the conversation of maybe like a mini stock division as a stepping stone uh before you know you make the big commitment of the jump to super stocks or sportsmen or emods even um do you think that instead of creating a whole new division and then having we have like we already have too many divisions as it is do you feel like bringing the mod minis back to where they should be would be a good step to where you've got a more advanced four-cylinder class and then you've got the bomb rays? Because three four-cylinder classes may be too much. I, I know like to get the mod minis to where you're talking about would take a, a, a giant step backwards and probably make people mad because I've already talked enough about mod minis to do that. But do you feel like that division, if it were brought like a step or two back would be the right way to go? Or do you think just a whole new class bomber A style cars with those upgrades that you mentioned would be the better way? Um, you know, I spoke, you know, I spoke briefly to Rusty about this and also, uh, Jared, you know, he had a decent idea that might be able to be implemented, but basically just tack on a stock body rule in the mod mini class, you know, Hmm. Let us run a couple hundred pounds lighter if you're stock body or something, something to that effect. Um, I do think even then it would be more expensive to be competitive at that stage versus, say, adding a mini stock class. But it might be one way to get your foot in the door. Now, if it were up to me, based on what you know we've talked about here now today and in, in the past – Regarding the mod minis in this, you know, step up, I wouldn't mind seeing something to where the mod minis could be transformed a little bit and kind of morph these two ideas together and make that the class. Because 
I, I see some of these guys that that started out in the modern minis this year. There was a couple of rookie guys. They ran the first two races and then disappeared because they were probably like, damn, we can't keep up with the top runners. And that was the whole thing that started a couple of months ago that got everything out of control. Um, you know, if we could bring the mod minis to make them more affordable to get more people, like you said, I think it would be a good stepping stone. But right now, jump, jumping to the mod minis is almost, you might as well just get a super stock because that seems to be more fun anyway. Um, yeah. If there are a way to modify that division and make it kind of what you're thinking, maybe combine your idea with the mod minis, um, and it sounds like maybe we've already had some of that discussion, um, I, I feel like that would be cool to kind of morph that division, kind of transform that uh, into something a little bit different. That way the mod mini guys still have a way to run, and you can kind of combine forces, and then the jump from bomber A to mod mini isn't so extreme, and then you do that for a little while, and then maybe you can jump up. I, I, I feel like bringing everything a step or two back in racing would be a good idea right now. But I, I know you listen, so I know you know my, my thoughts on that. But uh, it, it's a very interesting dialogue. Um, I think your idea has a leg to stand on, and uh, I think the Mod Mini guys have a leg to stand on too. But I'd like to see a little something happen there so that we do have that. I, I like the idea of beginning four-cylinder division and advanced four-cylinder division, but three of them may be a bit too much, in my opinion. No, I, I understand your opinion completely. I mean, I'm just looking at it, you know, almost half the bomber A's now I would consider veterans. You know, they've been here for multiple seasons. Absolutely. But they don't really have anywhere to go. So, you know, would it be a bad idea to let them jump up to uh, intermediate class? That way the newcomers, the rookies actually have a fighting chance and can have their own race without the veterans there. You know, only argument I see against the, the idea is ha typically adding another class, like you said. You already have too many going on. But and as a as a fan, uh, my biggest worry is splitting up something that that has consistently good car counts. And um, no, no, I get it. If a driver wants to move on, a driver wants to move on, and they they can. The the they don't have to stay there. Um, I, I you know I see some tracks where they take a division and they divide it into A and B where you've got your veterans and then you've got your beginners. Do you think that's a good idea? Because to me, I'd rather put the same type of cars together and let everybody race. Uh, I Personally, I feel like you'd have more success if you had that a whole separate thing. mini stock class versus just taking us now and running an A and B. Well, here's what I'll tell you. If it ever comes to be and that happens, I mean, just because, you know, I have my thoughts on it, I will support it 100%. And I, I think it could definitely be a good thing. And maybe more of these guys would come into the bomber division and then quickly move their way up, especially if there was a way to take a beginner, beginner car and then modify it to go up to that division to where you didn't have to build a whole new car. I'd love to see it if it were to happen where you take the chassis, the car that you have now, implement a couple of more racing style things into the car and go that direction to where they could take an entry-level car, race a couple of years in the bombers, and then take that car, build it up just a bit and move up. Now that I think would be a good idea. And that, that's kind of been my whole thinking all along, you know, take my current car and, you know, put some different suspension on it or, you know, maybe some Hoosiers or allow the Falcons back on them, whatever, but be able to run stagger, 
be able to have adjustable suspension and, you know, up the safety a little bit, you know, make full containment seats mandatory, um, stuff like that. Uh, I know safety is a big thing at the track, and that was one of the reasons for the tire change in our class now, but Mm -hmm. I feel safety can be more enforced and get the same results as well. Oh, I agree with that. And, you know, um, I, I love the idea of having a car, you throw it together and go out there, but safety is important. I, uh, you know, that night when Bob say got upside down, uh, all I could think about was, you know, somebody getting hurt. And thankfully, um, in my time there, I haven't seen anyone seriously hurt. And, uh, you know, sa- safety is something that, uh, can't be overlooked. So uh, I'm glad you, you touched on that a little bit. I think, I think you have a, a good idea with, with where you'd like to see it go. Um, I, I think I would hate to eliminate the mod minis period, but if you, if we get some of those guys on board with the idea and move, I don't even want to say move them down, but make it a lateral move where this idea that you have kind of takes the place of that. And it's the same level. They get the same, you know, same, if not more payout. Um, I feel like that could have a leg to stand on because from what I've seen out of the mod minis, I mean, I'm looking at the points right now. You got two drivers that have run every race here. Uh, three drivers that have run more than five, and then a couple of one-offs. And to me, I feel like maybe your idea would have more leg to stand on because I'm sure Dustin Higdon would probably jump up there, Jim Snyder. I'm sure Eddie Evans might come back, especially if you could run Falcons. Um, You know, maybe it could work. But, you know, I I would hate to inflate things uh, even more. But, you know, hey, you never know what's going to work unless you try it, really. Uh, I I could see the struggle of, you know, I mean, just look at the Bombers when they – did start talking about the tire rule and possibly in implementing restrictors, you know, everybody's arms were up in the air because they were slowing us down, you know, yeah. nobody wanted it. So I can only see that being tenfold in the mod mini class. Or um, I, another idea is, you know, we've got two classes of bombers right now, basically with the, with the A's and B's, um, correct. you know, maybe the, Bomber Bs are the bomber class, and then we just turn the bomber A's into this other thing. Maybe it's not. Maybe I've been looking at it wrong. With the mod minis should be evaporated because you know I feel like right now the bomber Bs are the better place to start because you've got less of them. They they're a little less crazy because the cars are the way they are. Um, obviously, the more things you get out there, the more hectic things get. But I mean, maybe that would be a good idea. Uh- you know, I've considered that as well, but the only two arguments there is, you know, putting big cars with little cars usually don't end up well. And the A's already turn faster lap times than the B's for the most part. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I meant kind of like if you wanted to be like the Bomber A's would be changed to a different name or whatever. And those type of cars would be able to add the modifications and then we race. And then if you wanted to start in the true you. beginner division, it could be the Bomber B's. Okay, yeah. But I got you. I mean, again, all of this is we're we're just spitballing here, um, and I'm I'm glad we brought it out because we we have had these conversations, and I know I probably told you, eh, I don't think it's a good idea because, well, you know, look at the divisions we have now and trying to run more of them and splitting things up. I like to try to, I like I, I like the idea of condensing or you know whatever. But um, sure, if if something like this were to happen and we get a, a good group of them, I, I would just hate to see another four or five six car division every week yeah 
Um, I, 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 mean, I, I think about the fans a lot, and they're paying money to come in and watch not much. That's that's why the family fun nights have worked out so well. They get to see the Bombers and the Super Stocks. They're not paying much to get in, and they're having a damn good time. Sure, I agree. Um, you know, the other thought I've had on, on that is, you know, you look at tracks everywhere else, and stuff like the Vores Compact Touring Series and SCDRA, stuff like that, those type races seem to be taking over becoming the becoming the bigger payout shows and stuff like that and i mean have you considered a um like a car to tour with at all uh i could barely keep up with the car i got now and work and home life and everything so have i considered it sure but is it practical probably not yeah not not for me right now at least well, honestly, that's why I like the local level. Um, I, I like seeing the guys weekly. Um, I like being in one place. Uh, that, but that, that's just me. A lot of people do like to tour, so I didn't know if you had put any thought into that because I, I know the the Divorce Compact Series has had interest of running maybe Speed Weeks and has been in talks. I don't know if it'll happen or not, but um, yeah. there are definitely viable options as far as like the thing that you're talking about, that stepping stone to the next level, even with the four cylinders. It It is kind of out there, but... Um, implementing it here on a weekly basis or semi-weekly basis could could be tough, but it could be feasible. Um, I, I feel like you've persuaded me a little bit to at least give up more thought to the idea, and I would support the idea no matter what. But it's a sure. it's good good conversation. Um, I mean, what would it take to get you in a late model? Because we don't have many of those. <laughs> uh, a lot of sponsors. Yes, yes. Hey, less time commitment because you only have to, have to honest, race six times a year. Like, you know, when, when we're on the same card as some, some of these big races, you know, I walk around the pits and whatnot and see all these teams. And I mean, sure, I think it would be awesome to drive one of those cars, but it just doesn't look like the fun is there. You know, it, it's too much like work at that point. Yeah, I can see that. Everything's that's... way too serious. And I mean, sometimes know, CJ, I, I walk up for. to those those teams to to get a sponsor in, you know, jot down a sponsor or get a driver's hometown, and I feel like I'm getting in the way just asking those questions. But yet, I can come up to you bomber guys, and we can joke, we can you know throw shade at each other and joke around and just have a good time. And then, you know, I feel like it's the bombers, it's the super stocks, it's the e mods, it's the trucks. Those are the guys that are hanging around. It's like the no offense to late model guys, I, I love our late model guys too, and, and the modified guys. The modified guys know how to party up on the hill, but I feel like a lot of times the late model guys, they come, they do the race, they get the hell out, and that's it. You know, I, I enjoy, you, you probably noticed, but a lot of times me and Margo are some of the last people to leave the racetrack because we we end up up here, then we go over here, then we go have a beer over here, then we hang out over here. Um, you know, I know we have quote-unquote friends, but we, I, I just, I enjoy the camaraderie at the track, and I feel like um, that's something that the Bomber Division does well. Sure. Yeah, we had we've had a little bit of drama throughout the season, but yeah, you know, I think for the most part it's been been squashed. Yeah, um, I was going to say you've you've kept your nose pretty clean this year, and there are some little clicks, if you will. Um, who do you think is your biggest rival out there on the racetrack right now? Yeah, you know, I, I use the term rival mildly, um, but if it had to be somebody, it'd be Dustin. Um, but simply on track only. Um, to me, a rival isn't someone I'm going out, you know, I'm looking to take out and race dirty. When I have a rival, I want to race them clean and I want to beat them clean. 
I like that answer because a lot of people take that rivalry thing and be like, oh, got to go see the rivalry because we're going to see who's going to take each other out. I like that you you look at Dustin more like, okay, I want to beat this guy because uh, I know he's good. That's that's a good way to exactly. put it. You know, he's he's way more experienced. Um, you know, I, I, I can appreciate him as a driver. You know, we had an incident a few races ago where he got into me and I ended up in the wall. You know, I didn't I didn't hold a grudge against that. You know, I I tend to give people the benefit of doubt. I was in the I was in the, the wrong place at the wrong time. He was in a heated dispute with Steven and I happened to be in the way. Well, and, and so, I, I, I can kind of recall that. I believe it's off turn number four, like you said, a couple of months ago. And a lot of people wanted me to point fingers. And, and you know, here's the thing. When it comes to racing, we got to understand we're racing. And you might end up making contact with Steven at some point. And you might spin out Steven or he might spin you out. Or if, you know, Jared were to come back and race, he might get into you and vice versa. Um, you're going to run into people. If you race against your friends, you're probably going to run into them at some point. Um, it does create wild moments. And like you said, you know, Dustin got into you and, you know, you could have held a grudge against him, but you chose not to you move on and, and keep racing. And I feel like, you know, uh, I, I even hate with the, with the Spears and Holly thing. Like people want everyone to pick a side. It's like, no, they're going to race each other hard and I want to see good racing. So, you know, it's like when, when you're racing against Dustin and he beats you, that motivates you to come out and beat him. And same with Jim. I'm sure you have the same respect for Jim Snyder, but you want to sure. beat him every week because you want the championship. Last season, I would have said it was either Jim or Eddie that I was, I was going for. Um, but yeah, it's the big thing for me is to not let, you know, if I start holding grudges, it takes the fun away for me. Absolutely. Um, like you said, I, I'm just going to go out there and try harder next time. You know, um, after the 40 lapper last weekend, you know, me and Dustin had a beer together out of, you know, at the bar. So oh, that's what I like to hear. Just fine. You know, we can talk shit to each other and still go out and have a good time and not worry about, Oh, he's about to take me out kind of thing. So what's it going to take here? To, to win this championship, you got a handful of races left, racing this weekend, uh, weather permitting, of course. Um, what's it going to take to uh, outdo last year's champ and then hold off Dustin? Because you know he's not done. He might be 22 points back, but you know he's going to be charging. Uh, persistence, I think, um, at this point, just trying to stay consistent. Um, I'm still, you know, I'm still trying little tweaks here and there to try to get handling just a little better. Um, and it changes every every time we race. It seems it changes. So that's still been a learning curve for me. Um, but I think as long as I can stay consistent throughout the rest of the season, I have a good chance. Well, like I said earlier, it's been it's been fun watching you, and I've enjoyed seeing this new face up there in the championship battle. Um, you know, it's 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 refreshing, and to see you mixing it up in your sophomore season with these with these veterans is. Is a lot of fun to watch. It makes for a great storyline. And uh, like I said earlier, appreciate your efforts out there this season. Uh, before we let you go, wanted to give you an opportunity. If you had any uh, any shout outs, any thank yous, any final thoughts here uh, before we sign off. Yeah, I got to give a big shout out and thanks to Hugh, Ryan, um, Tom at Speedway Video, um, Jesse with Jesse's Repairs. He's been a big help throughout both seasons. Um, Steven, he's been a big help to me. 
Stacy McGuire, she's one of my sponsors. Uh, Caveman Tactical, they've, they've come on this season. They've been a help. Um, my my dad, my mom, my family, my friends, all my all the people that have helped touch that car in any any way, shape, or form. I couldn't be here without them. And don't forget your family too, because I know it's got to be taxing on them watching you try to win this championship too. Yes, that's that's been another battle this season. You know, racing seven, eight weeks in a row and having all those car troubles. And I happened to be working out of town at the time. I almost had to throw in the towel. Yeah, that definitely adds some stress. But uh, you know, it's it's funny. I, I've seen your family there in the grandstands rooting you on, and it, it's great to see the family atmosphere out there. And it's been it's been good to get to know you guys over the past two years. And uh, we're uh, we're glad to have you at the racetrack, and we look forward to seeing you every week. Yeah, it's awesome. She, you know, Mercedes definitely not only encourages it, but supports it. Um, my kids ask about it all the time. Is, you know, is it race weekend? Is it race weekend? So I wish I can afford to bring them all down in the pits with me, but that's, that's all part of it, I guess. Uh, that, that gets expensive, but I'm, I'm glad they're able to get down there and take pictures with you and all that good stuff. And, uh, Again, like I said, I appreciate your support, and um, wherever it goes from here, uh, whether you stay in Bombers, whether a new division comes along, or you move somewhere else, uh, we'll be watching, and uh, we'll uh, we'll definitely have you back on the show sometime. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Well, good luck this weekend. C.J. Creech, driver of the 27 Bomber in the thick of the championship hunt. It'll be interesting to see how that all plays out again. Thank you so much for calling in, C.J. Thank you. All right, so we're going to take another moment here before we carry on with the rest of the program to thank some of our other great sponsors here, including our friends at 124 Welding and Fabrication. Of course, that is Ron D'Alessandro. You can find him on Etsy by searching 124 Welding and Fab. It'll pop right up. Uh, He has some great, great things that you can buy, and uh, he's going to be taking his holiday orders here pretty soon for his shop. If you'd like uh, some great metalworking done, Uh, Make sure you check out 124 Welding and Fabrication on Etsy. Don't forget, we will have a discount code. When that opens up, Excuse me. I don't know what the code is or what the discount is. I should know by hopefully next week. Should be 24. Percent off? 124% off. Right, Ron? No. No. But no, check that out. Uh, We'll have more details on that when the time comes. But uh, again, make sure you keep listening for that discount code. Again, uh, mix just... Great, great pieces. Uh, again, we had the racing with Ryan. Emblem hanging on the wall. Um, makes for some great man cave stuff. Great gifts for the whole family. And, Not uh, just man cave. You can have a bitch barn, too. Bitch barn, man cave, uh, bedroom, living room. Um, you know, whatever else you want to do with it. I don't know. Keychains. Keychains, key I, I, I use yeah, those. Key, I, use, I hold those keychains like they're weapons because ain't nobody stopping. You, know, you never know. Steel. You never know when you might need that. Yeah. I'll fight you. We also thank uh, Andy Morrison with uh, Never Give Up. Again, we, we talked about Andy last week. Um, you know, I want everybody to let him know. He is there to support everybody, so make sure you keep that in mind when you see Andy. Uh, make sure you say hello and thank him for the support of the Bomber A and Bomber B class and of the racing at New Smyrna in general. He is there pretty much week in and week out down there in the pits uh, trying to enjoy himself. So uh, we appreciate Andy for his support here on the show and everything he does for the racers at the New Smyrna Speedway. And, of course, we thank uh, Jeff White Racing. Um, hopefully, we'll get that EMOD race 
rescheduled the big 2002 win a race was rained out along with the Clyde Hart Memorial Twin 50s. I don't know what's going to happen with all of that. So stay tuned. I no announcements at this time, but I do know the Emod race is to be rescheduled here. They are looking for a date and um, we'll see what happens with these other late model races. I, I feel like the Sunbelt series is cursed, but um Big thank you to Jeff White Racing for their support of this podcast. I uh, had some really great conversations with that team this year. And, uh, you know, w- whether good or bad, I, I really appreciate uh, everything that they do, uh, supporting the racetrack in multiple classes. Um, you know, we just, we were talking about Thunder Road at the beginning of the show. Very rarely do you see a driver at Thunder Road running multiple classes. At New Smyrna, we get it a lot, and uh, that really shows to the dedication of some of these teams. So big thank you to Jeff White Racing. Never give up in 124 welding and fabrication. And uh, thank you to all of our sponsors here. So, a lot of big news came down the NASCAR pipeline. Margaret, do you want to talk about the big NASCAR news, or do you want to cover the Kansas race first? I really want to talk about the race. Let's do that, and then we'll talk about the big news. I mean, I don't really care about everything but the race, but, like, (coughs) I guess you can talk about everything. Well... There were some big moments. How about we talk about the big moments? Can I talk about the biggest one? Uh, the biggest one was Danny Hamlin finishing second, uh, just off to a great playoff start. He and Christopher Bell are just off to a great start in the playoffs. Yuck. That's what you want to talk about, right? No. No? No. Well, let's kind of start at the beginning. Uh, <sighs> the, the biggest moment was Kevin Harvick uh, having the air taken off his front end and going in the wall and finishing dead last. Yeah, Ross Chastain. Was that Ross Chastain's fault in your eyes? He and Bubba were battling. He was in Kansas. He was in Kansas, so every single wreck was his fault, correct? Yes. That's that's the that is the analysis people listen for. Great, fabulous. I'll have the sass when you let me get to it. Come on. Well, we'll get there in a minute. And then the other big moment was another playoff driver, Margot. Uh, do you remember who it was that blew a tire while leading and finished thirty fifth? Kyle Busch. No. no. Uh, I mean, he's he's, repla- he's he's being replaced by Kyle Busch. Austin Dillon. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. other one, Tyler Reddick. Yeah, Tyler Reddick had a good car, was leading, blew a tire, hit the wall. He was done for the day. And then, as you mentioned, Kyle Busch did go for a spin late in stage two. Uh, just ran out of talent, if you ask me. And then blew, <laughs> blew the tire going into the infield and uh, couldn't really recover, finished 26. Those were the... Chase drivers that had. I did the not have Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick out, out after no. the round of twelve. I don't on think anybody did. Bingo card. The good news is Bristol is coming up, and both those drivers are very, very good at uh, at Bristol. Yeah. So, those are the drivers that had trouble. Um, in my opinion, right there, River City. I thought the first Kansas race was a little bit better than this one. First couple stages were chaotic. Uh, things definitely settled down in stage three, but I, I think we saw in stage three. Would you agree with this, that Bubba Wallace drove the race of his career? Yes. And were you happy about that, Margo? Yes. I I love it when Margo gets excited about the race because she cannot sit down. She has to go find a die-cast car of said driver and walk around the house, like, holding it in, in like... And I couldn't find my Bubba Wallace die-cast, so I walked around carrying my Bubba Wallace Funko Pop. (laughs) Oh, that's right. You did dig that out of the playpen. Yeah, which is actually Dawson's. Funko Pop. I was looking for his uh, Victory Junction Junction Gang camp. There it is. Diecast. I couldn't find it. The other one fucking disappeared. Couldn't find that either. Poor Austin and Steven are like, what the hell is going on with this 
thing. She so. couldn't contain herself. The last 10 laps, I don't no. think you... Okay, so I have at least one die cast of all of my favorite drivers. I have at least nine die casts of <laughs> a specific favorite driver. Ricky? No, I have one. One. No, I have two. You have two now, yeah. You have the Hugs car because you'd like to hug him. And you oh. got his Kroger car because you'd be all Kroger him if you could. Yes. Yep. Precisely. Mm-hmm. Nailed those. Buttons. Okay, but can we talk about how good of a day he had? Ricky? Oh, he did great until he hit... Did he hit the wall? Or yes. What, what happened Because to him? I'm not allowed to have a fine he line. He did hit the wall, didn't he? He did. That's right. Forgot he about him. He's not a playoff driver, so no one cares about him. Well, neither is Bubba Wallace. I well, care about him. He's in the owner championship, and he's advanced to the owner's championship. So, yeah, Bubba Wallace won his second race of the season. No, his, nope. second, career. his second career race. Yep. And all the rednecks. But second win of the season for the 45 car, which is just, people just cannot comprehend. No, second win of the season for the number 45. Correct. Not the The 45 car. The sticker 45. The sticker on the car was 45. 45. It was still Bubba Wallace's team, still his crew chief. I was going to get there. All that stuff. Sorry, I stole it from you. But people just, they can't accept the fact that Bubba Wallace had a good day. And it's just ridiculous. They're just mad because Bubba Wallace has two more wins than than the Confederacy. There it is. And two more wins than most of these people ever have in their life. But can I get to my favorite? Can I get to my favorite comments about Bubba Wallace winning? I have like five. Bring it. Let's go. And of course, none of them are going to be positive. It's all the hate. Yeah. So Margo's been looking for some of the best comments on social media after Bubba Wallace won because it stings these people so bad. For the record, the y'all are just mad because Bubba has two more wins than the Confederacy is my all-time favorite comment. That that was on what, TikTok that you found? <laughs> I have no clue. It was. I think that one might have been Facebook. Okay. Um, the rest of these are all pretty much from TikTok. Okay. Um, Quote-unquote, you finally finished a race without reeking a car, R-E-A-K-I-N-G. Was that from Ricky Stenhouse? No, but okay. my comment back to that guy was, but you couldn't finish a sentence without misspelling a word. And I would be like, well, and Bubba also made it through <laughs> spelling class. Hang on, the next one. <laughs> I can't drink Dr. Pepper anymore. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I still eat M&M's. Are you not going to eat McDonald's either? Don't DoorDash your dinner, dum-dum. Don't use rude insurance either. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't you dare. You know Don't what? Cancel... Support- don't support veterans because root insurance supports veterans. Right, and cancel all your insurance because insurance is enveloping. <laughs> what else did you find? Still a fluke. There was nothing fluky about this one. He even did a green flag pit stop and didn't lose the lead. That, to me, was the most impressive part. Okay, this wasn't one of the comments, but it's still like like your racism is showing. Tuck that mm-hmm. shit back in. This, <laughs> so Bubba had Asher, his dog. Yeah. In victory lane. Okay. And somebody goes, you almost hung that dog with a noose. Mm. Meaning See, it was his leash. You know, here's the thing. Nobody has to like Bubba Wallace. And that, that's cool. We all have our, our drivers we like and we hate. And you don't have to agree with this politics. I don't agree with this politics, guys. But <coughs> if you want to be racist about it, man, I just, just keep it off my page. That's all I'm going to say. Um, Bubba only wins in the playoffs. When he isn't a, even a part of the playoffs. I mean, technically, he is part of the owner playoffs again. Exactly. Like, people tell, can't comprehend people it. But that, I, that I, to me, really tells how smart 23XI Racing is. I've got two more. What else you got? Uh, why did all the other drivers just move out of his way? Because it's rigged, y'all. Well, he was faster than them. Duh. <laughs> and then he couldn't even do it in his own car. He had to do it in Kurt Busch's car. 
False. False. He did it in a Denny Hamlin, Michael Jordan owned 23XI racing car with a 45 sticker on it. Get the flip with over. With his it. own pit crew. And last time I checked, it don't give a damn diddly fuck whose you know, who's car, whose crew it is. It's the asshole behind if, the steering wheel doing all the job. What if work. Kurt Busch won the first one in Bubba Wallace's car? I'm sorry, love. You're not an asshole. I love you, Bubba Wallace. Also, congratulations to Booty Barker. He's been one of my favorite crew chiefs for a long, long time. I love him. He's got such a great attitude. I was, I was watching one of the TikToks of them celebrating, or maybe it was Victory Lane, and Austin out of nowhere goes, oh, he grabbed a booty in Victory Lane. He did. He did. And if that wasn't Austin that said that, then it might have been Steven, but I'm pretty sure Austin said something about Yeah, exactly. I don't know booty. that Steven would know the reference. No. <coughs> Steven didn't know what day it was. I can say that because he doesn't listen to this, and I know he doesn't listen to this. He shares it, though, so I appreciate it. Um, The craziest thing to me is that gives us 18 winners on the season. If you include the all-star race with Blaney, there's 19. That hasn't happened in, like... Since 2001. They had 19 winners in 2001. 20-something years. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting old, Dave. You just don't show it as as well as I do. Thank you, Makeup. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. And just for girls. The hair coloring, bitch! <laughs> I haven't dyed my hair in a year and a half. I know you I shut your I won't damn let you mouth. Anymore. Um, I dyed my hair silver and I'm letting it roll. But no, I mean, it, it was great to see Bubba win. I, I, like I said, the second half of the race to me was kind of, it just kind of happened. But I'm glad it played out and and it wasn't fluky. It wasn't like there was a restart at the end and a bunch of people wrecked, so Bubba won. Bubba got the lead. Um, and, and it was and he good. Kept it. He did. And you know what else was good? It was good to see Alex Bowman win a stage, lead over a hundred laps, and good to and see. And choke. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. he didn't choke. Remember, Hendrick had, Motorsports, except Chase Elliott, had a good day. No, they really did, and it was good to see them have a good day because remember coming into the playoffs, we're talking about how especially William Byron and and Bowman have been struggling. So they, I, I believe, all the Hendrick cars should safely move on to the next round. Yes. Let's. Um, Hopefully. <laughs> Let's go ahead and take a look at our playoff grids just to remind everybody. Uh, the four drivers that I had out in the first round were Briscoe, Suarez, Bowman, who's really going to make me crow, and Austin Dillon. Um, and I think we're all going to be wrong. I don't. I, do you remember the four that you had? Dillon, Sendrick, Briscoe, and Bell. Well, Bell is locked in, so unfortunately... How did that happen? Yeah, he has so many points. He's Dumb. he's finished so well, and everybody else is so so much trouble. He is locked in on points. Even Briscoe though, is just gonna Briscoe away. Bri- yeah, Briscoe is in the bottom. Um, the the current bottom four, for those that don't follow NASCAR closely, are Kevin Harvick in sixteenth. He is a must win at Bristol, which he can win at Bristol, but I did not see that coming. No. Uh, Chase Kyle. Briscoe is fifteenth. Um, he's only a few points out. He is just nine points out. So he could, if things go crazy, get in. Austin Dillon is just three points out. And then Kyle Busch in 13th is two points out. Um, Did you shock yourself? It beat me up again. Man, why do you hate the microphone so much? Why does the microphone hate me? I don't know. So in my opinion, Kyle Busch will have a good night at Bristol. He'll move in, which I think will knock Cindric out. Um, Tyler Reddick's tire issues put him just two points to the good in 11th. Um, Suarez is, he's in by just six right now. So it's very close. The race at Bristol is going to be must watch TV. So if, if the weather will be home watching it, I'm going to, yeah, you'll be able to watch it live. Um, if we do rain out, at least we'll have something good to fall back on. Um, I hope, 
I hope at least for Citrus's sake they get to have their full throttle 100 get in. But yeah, um, I was kind of like, if if New Smyrna doesn't race, I thought for sure you would go over to Citrus and watch full throttle. I, I might, depending on on how things go. But. I'm gonna sit my ass on the couch and watch Bristol because well, I got you're invested now. I got a sick baby. Yeah, y'all give some good thoughts to our little squirrely girl. She she's has the, the RSV. Yeah, she's not. She's I would fine. much. I would she's much fine. rather her have COVID. She no. is fine. Yes, yes. She'll be fine. She's just. She's fine. She's, she's sick just for the first sick. Time we don't like it. Um, and then the other one doesn't know how to behave. So we kids, man, kids. I'm punishing him by making him what? I'm keeping him away from the racetrack. And when mm-hmm. I told him we weren't going to the racetrack this weekend, he's like, "What?" And like, just so everybody knows, it's not contagious for us. So if you no. see me at the track, you don't have to avoid me. No, and well, and most of our people are parents, so they know that RSV They'll is understand. something that only affects children under the age of two. Right. So, but yeah, so Dawson can't behave, so he is being punished. He does not get to go to the racetrack. Sometimes you got to lay down. That was the, the worst punishment ever for me <laughs> when I was a kid. Maybe he's doing this all because he wants to watch the Bristol race with you. He just he, and I know <laughs> I know damn well he's gonna ask me if we can order T flats, which was already what I wanted to do was just order T flats and watch Bristol. I'm just gonna make sure he knows that that is not a good well, behavior I mean, quesadilla. He's got to eat. So, it's a punishment. You know, yeah, exactly. Puni- we're gonna give him the punishment quesadilla. We're gonna he's put the hottest sauce in, in there, <laughs> and uh, we're not gonna tell him. Um, no. So who's your Bristol pick? Uh, Bristol pick. Oh man. Uh, oh it, wait, did you grade it? Did I, I did grade Kansas, yeah. You know, think let about me, your pick, and we'll figure yeah. out the grade. Okay, so let me. I did grade Kansas. I was Thank jumping the that. gun a little bit. I'm sorry. Um, so to kind of wrap a bow on Kansas, congratulations to Bubba Wallace. Um, here's how I scored it in this. It did not fare well. No. Um, the racing, I gave it a five. I wanted to give it lower, but there was a lot of restarts where they had three and four. The yeah. restarts were good, and there was some three and four wide racing. It just... There was only one on-track pass for the lead. If the whole race could have been like the five laps after a restart. It would have scored a 10. Would have been great. Yeah. But it just, it it had moments, but it tapered off and just wasn't wasn't as good as the first Kansas race. Uh, not every race can be a barn burner. But it did have good moments, so I gave it an eight in excitement. I was excited. The finish was, Denny Hamlin tried to make it dramatic at the end. Um, so overall, I give it an eight. In, in excitement. The finish gets a three because it really was just Bubba Wallace clicking off the laps. Uh, like I said, Denny tried, couldn't get there. Um, you know, no late race caution to spice things up. No last lap pass, not like that. So the finish only gets a three. 16 lead changes, scores a four. Uh, enjoyment overall, I didn't hate this race. Uh, we had, you know, we had Austin from Citrus County Speedway over. We had Steven over. Um, we were having a great, it was a great vibe. Um, so I did enjoy the race enough to score it an eight, which I feel is like kind of my go-to number. Uh, but overall it scores a 5.6. Margo, what do you think the overall has gone to? The not, last couple races it's have been not a 70 yet. It is not a 70 yet. It is at a 6.75. Failure. So a D still, we're still at a D. Um, but to me, like anything over a six is still good. It's been a good season. It's been fun. It's been interesting. Much, much better than the last couple. Um, so both of our playoff grids are looking bad. Um, we'll see how that goes moving forward. Um, so you asked me who is my pick for Bristol. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you who my I'm pick so for Bristol is. I'm so glad that Bristol is, is Saturday because then we can just dedicate the TV 
I don't even have NFL Red Zone anymore. Never mind. Which is which is fine. Um, <sighs> no, because that's the only way I get to watch the Saints. I like watching the full games. Um, <clears throat> so my pick for Bristol is Hamlin. It's it's hard to pick Bristol. We haven't been there with this car. The first time was it on dirt, which oh. threw that all away. So, all right. Here, uh, get get your pick in, and then no, I want you to say what you need to say because my pick is going to be a wonderful okay. segue. So, I'm excited for this race because it's the playoff cutoff race, but I'm worried about this race because the because short track it's the playoff cutoff. No, because the short tracks program so far with this new car has not been good. But <laughs> Bristol's different than Martinsville and way different than Richmond. Um, there's going to be a lot of desperation. The From about ninth on back to the cutoff, it's really close. There's going to be a lot of desperation. I think we're going to see some crazy stuff. Um, I'm just nervously apprehensive about how the actual race is going to go, but I think Hamlin will win. Mm-hmm. He's poised. Um, I think Kyle Busch will move on. I think I think it'll be Harvick, Briscoe, Dylan, and Cindric out. Okay. Who's your pick? The candy man. Kyle Busch. Duh. So you think he's going to win? And, and I just... think Kyle Busch is like, all right, Dunn did sign this contract yeah. with RCR. Yeah. Richard Childress said it himself. He sees that intimidator factor in Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch is coming back, baby. So you feel like he's got the weight lifted off his shoulders he's and he's going for back. it. back. No more politically correct. Do you Throw a think... Band-Aid over everything, Kyle Busch. He is going balls to the walls, fingers up, showing Joe Gibbs who's number one. Do you think Joe Gibbs has said, well, screw you too, you're getting a crappy car for the rest of the playoffs? Um, if he did, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, I don't think he'll do that. They're racing for a championship. I think Kyle Busch is a very good pick. I think Joe Gibbs racing will be strong. Um, I like Kyle Larson for this race as well. He's won the last couple of Bristol races, or at least been competitive in the last couple of <laughs> Bristol races. Um, he's always good there. My uh, wild card. Yeah. Ryan Blaney. Who are you most worried about not transferring? Like which big name are you most worried about not transferring other than Kevin Harvick? Kyle Bush. For me, it's Reddick because of the announcement today. I just, he is, he's already a lame duck. So, so yeah, Richard Childress is like quack, quack, <laughs> motherfucker. So you, you signed, you signed that deal before you were done. Loyalty. Any, uh, before, I don't want to get too far into that because that's the last segment of the show, but any final thoughts on Kansas and or Bristol? It's going to be fun. Will we get our 19th different winner of the season? I don't think so. Unless Ricky Stenhouse pulls one out. That, that'd make I'd, you happy. Uh, obviously, with our picks, we don't think there's a 19th winner coming. How many winners do you think we have at the end of the year? Because we're at 18 21. now. 21, you think three more people are going to win? Yeah. What, Blaney, Truex, and then another surprise at like Talladega or something? Yep. Right, Ricky that's, Stenhouse. That's <laughs> bold. Margo, that's bold, but I, I could see at least 19. When well, have you ever know, known me I know. You, you're, you're always bold. Believe me. Um, yeah, I think we'll get at least one more. a little bit of spice. So I think 19. Margo thinks 21. We'll see how it plays out. It's been incredible. Y'all, if I'm right, he's got to give me like a Hobby Lobby. Oh, well, he gives me a Hobby Lobby shopping spree anytime yeah, I want it. Call so. my damn credit card. So, all right, let's take our final commercial break here, and then we will... Conclude the show with the big NASCAR news and then some some smaller Xfinity news that I want to touch on because it made me happy earlier. Oh, um, yeah. So before we do that, got to thank uh, – mm-hmm. we, we gave these guys a shout-out earlier with the whole Stephen Donahue <laughs> deal, but we'll uh, we'll thank them again. Uh, Schultz Products, Schultz Fuel Cells. Uh, you can give them a call, one seven. 
I do this every time. 732-922-4334. 732-922-4334. You can check them out on the web. Schultz Products. Just throw it in your Google search bar. It'll come right up. Um, again, they are still looking for help. Um, they um, they are hiring a CNC machinist and programmer, which is a pretty big deal. I, I bet that pays pretty nicely. Um, they're looking for an all-around good mechanic. Uh, for maintenance and race car preparation. So if you want to get involved with, with some racing stuff, uh, get, get in touch with Rob. Um, also, they're looking for shop help. So if you can listen and work a broom, they're looking for you too. Uh, again, you can email rob at schultzproducts.com. That is rob at schultzproducts.com. S-C-H-U-L-T-Z is how you spell Schultz. And we appreciate them for coming on board. And uh, again, you know, don't be like Stephen Donahue and have your fuel cell shredded on the wall which well, was no, a freak that was line. yeah fuel line that was a freak deal a lot of people are well why that happen well if you grind how pro skater to fucking right car. if you grind a car up against the wall you're gonna shear stuff off and unfortunately it got the fuel line but again protect yourself make sure you have the best that uh, is schultz fuel cells and schultz products make sure you get on board with that if you're building a race car if you have a race car and you want to upgrade schultz products is the way to go so what you're saying is have 124 welding and fabrication, fabricate my chassis, and then go to Schultz Chult, Fuel Systems to have my fuel lines and all that. Right. If you want the best for your race car and for your safety, absolutely 100%. Got it. Also, I can fly a broom. And then make sure you go to American 100%. Auto and get all your, your, your tires Stickers. and your service. Make sure you for go to the American car? Auto tie, tie, tie Can I, t- can I take salon? my race car to American Auto for an oil change? Dude, that would be badass. I bet he'd do it. Well, he wouldn't, but somebody well, else would. he'd have somebody do it. <laughs> That'd be badass. But anyways, no, uh, just, no, thank you to all of our sponsors. And, um, you know, $5 an episode if you want to come on board. Uh, i got a couple other shout-outs here, of course. Uh, 70 Motorsports, Chris 70. Big supporter of the show these last couple of months. And uh, he's going through a hard time. So hope he's doing well. And we're, we're thinking about him. And, uh, of course, we thank Bromley Motorsports as well. Uh, they got the 77 car, which is, I'm sure, being repaired as we speak right now with uh, with Daniel Bromley and then Tony Bromley, who's going to win the Bomber B Championship. So Bromley Motorsports is going to be a champion this year one way or another. And, uh, again, we appreciate their support. I know they listen, and uh, they enjoy the show here. Yeah, they do listen because Daniel sent me, like, a clip to Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, that's right. That's right. But, no, thank you to our sponsors if you'd like to come on board. It is just $5 an episode. Um, you know, there's no minimum or maximum commitment. You can do Dustin Higdon. He did one episode. It was very controversial. The race he was involved in, he said, hey, how do I sponsor you? You did one episode. Um, you can do, like American Auto, they just constantly up their episode. Like American Auto has probably got more episodes bought than we'll have shows. Um, we'll, we'll do this forever now because there's, there's listeners, but... Um, seriously, come on board. It's a good way to get your business out there. Um, if, if you're like Doug Sammy and just want to get, you know, just show your support and get a shout out, $5. That's all it takes. So come on board. Um, we, uh, we, we would appreciate it. And we thank all of our sponsors and listeners for their support. So let's go ahead and finish off the show, Margo, with the big news, the worst kept secret in the NASCAR garage for the last week. Of course, Kyle Busch, going to Richard Childress Racing. We knew that much. We didn't know what he'd be driving, whose car he'd be driving. He's going to be in the eight. I wish he'd go to the three. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that wish he'd go to the three, but I feel like that would 
I might rub some people the wrong way. I wish wrong he'd way. go to the three so the three could have a driver that could back up everything Dale Earnhardt did and then some because Austin Dillon ain't doing shit but riding his granddaddy's coattails to his one fluke victory. A year. A year. Yeah. And living off, like, he's making enough money to pay for his blonde bimbo bitches Botox. <laughs> and TV show. No, she, that's how she got the TV show. Gotcha, gotcha. Here's my thing. He's about- not doing shit in that car except winning one restrictor plate race a year because, let's face it, it's so easy. Even Ricky Stenhouse can do it. There's there's a couple of things that I take away from the press conference. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you watched the whole thing or not. I didn't watch um, any of it. He was very spicy when he got on the mic. He said, well... I'm here to announce the thing that's already been announced because there are no secrets in this garage because Jordan Bianchi, who we've, we've mentioned him on this podcast a few times, um, he is from The Athletic, a very reputable um, reporting subscription-based news source. Um, he leaked that he was going to RCR, and that had been the chatter the last couple of weeks on various platforms, but he basically broke the news out from under Kyle Bush, and Kyle goes on there, and he's like, you know... I'm going to say what everybody's already known for about five, six days now, but here I am to sign with RCR. Um, to, that would upset me too. It's, um, it's Well, and people that are surprised by this, even without the leak, are the same ones that are going to be surprised when it's Ty Gibbs in the 18. Oh, Ty Gibbs will be in the 18 for sure. We all saw it coming. For about the last month. We, we the, the, Here's the interesting part to me is that now KBM – is going to Chevrolet. Yeah, I mean... They're going to field Chevrolet cars. Even his late model is a Toyota. Yeah. I mean, granted, it's probably Chevrolet-powered, but... I mean, that's the surprising part to me. And the people are like, oh, well, where's Brexton going to go? Well, Brexton... Brexton's like eight, first of all. During the press conference, Richard Childress gave him a contract and said, you're going to drive for me when you're old enough. He probably gave him a $5 gift card to fucking Target. Bass Pro Shops, probably. But, yeah. yeah. No, Childress is like, Braxton, I got something for you, too. You're going to drive all, for me. That's crap, because a seven-year-old cannot sign a legally binding contract. You have to be 18 to sign a legally well, binding you contract. you know Kyle signed, if it was a real contract, signed <laughs> it. But, I mean, no, here, here's... But, but you can't <laughs> sign a contract on behalf of somebody else, even of, if you're a parent. A couple of saying. things that I get from this is maybe Tyler Reddick knew about this months ago when he made the announcement to move to 23XI Racing. I know it pissed Richard Childress off, but I feel like he probably had whispers that maybe Kyle Busch was coming in. And, man, if Richard Childress could have signed Kyle Busch and had Tyler Reddick in his camp too, holy cow. Yeah, I wish he would have gotten rid of his grandpa, his grandson, well, but you won't because, because nepotism is still a thing. Well, it, it is, and, you know, Austin's going to do his thing, and it is what that that is what it is, but... I think that... Um, I don't know anybody that legitimately goes, Austin Dillon's my favorite NASCAR driver. Nobody. And if you do, it's because you're him. like, oh, I, I number three, all hail the number three. He's no. not my favorite, but I don't hate him. Um, I don't I, like I feel him. like the biggest thing that a lot of people aren't talking about right now is why did Kyle Busch go to Richard Childress over, um, over Stuart Haas or Colleague Racing? I feel like... Because that's where he felt like he would have the best chance at getting another... Championship. Yeah, but I think there's more to it. I think Richard Childress, he's getting up there. I think Kyle Busch, with his ownership already of KBM, is going to be the successor for Richard Childress. Like, that will be Richard Childress, Kyle Busch Motorsports. 
in the near, not, maybe not in five like years. Like the Roush, Kozlowski, Fenway, exactly. Boobie, whatever the fuck it's called. Exactly. But I think Kyle Busch will run well. I think, in my <laughs> opinion. Yeah, he'll become an owner and run well, unlike Brad Keselowski, who right. became an owner. Oh, absolutely. And sucks. <clears throat> yeah. Do I think Kyle Busch is going to go out and, you know, have a Kyle Larson-like season from last year? No, but right now, the last three years, Kyle Busch has won, like, one race a year, so... I feel like he's going to do just fine. I feel like, in my opinion, it is a win all the way around, but Toyota is losing their pipeline now because KBM is gone. So there's definitely more of a win for Richard Childress. Toyota is going to have to figure something out. Um, but you say that it's because Richard or Rich Childress. It's hard to say, isn't it? No. no. I, you'll, see why, you'll see why I'm getting where I'm getting, why I'm getting... When Doug you get tired. there, you say that it's because Richard Childress is getting up there in age. He's only seventy six. Richard, Richard, yeah, Rick Hendrick he, he is seventy three. He might be looking. Yeah, but they're look these Richard. Uh, sorry, Rick's got Jeff in the building now. Um, so Richard might be looking for somebody to take over the day to day. Fun fact, and I think I'm going to use this. Maybe I'll give a little prize if I when I ask the question in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Because I just looked it up to see who was older. Did you know Rick Hendrick and Peyton have the same birthday? Really? You're welcome. Wow. He was born on March 83rd? <laughs> That's a joke. <coughs> so he was, he's a July 12th baby too. Yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Did not know that. Um, so here's where I see the positives. Obviously, Kyle Bush coming to Richard Childress <coughs> is going to help that program. Um. Ty Gibbs is going to be a fine and cheaper replacement for Kyle Busch, and he'll do just fine. He'll win races in the 18. Yeah, in four years. He will win races in the 18. Um, And now with Tyler, Tyler Reddick's going to have a weird year next year. He'll be driving for Childress in a third car, so they say. When he goes to 23XI, (laughs) it's, in my opinion, we're getting three competitive, really competitive teams out of this deal. Reddick will be fine. Ty Gibbs will be fine in the 18, and Kyle Busch will. Kyle Busch is a great talent, so he'll Kyle do well. Kyle Busch will be doing like he'll be he'll he'll be the shoulders of Richard Childress. He will the, absolutely. The other he driver will be. is. I mean, Dale Earnhardt was the shoulders for Childress for how long? Kevin Harvick, while being young and and immature and inexperienced, did fine. Uh, had a couple of bad years. Jeff Burton did okay for a while, and then they fell off the map for a little bit, and now they're having a resurgence with Tyler Reddick and now Kyle Busch. So I think it's great. I had commented on a post, you know, it'd be great to see Kyle go to the number three because he he can live up to the Intimidator. He needs to grow a mustache, though. He can live up to the Intimidator aspect. Like, don't give that nickname to anybody else, but he can live up to that hype. And somebody goes, yeah, we need to get Goodrich Good wrench back as a sponsor, and I went okay. Yeah, I think GM service part or GM certified parts will be great, or whatever it is now. GM service. No, I said good wrench. It's not a thing anymore. Yeah, it's GM service. Right. It's like how Spectrum used to be Bright House. Like companies change names, they change and LLCs. Like, good wrench is still a thing. I'm like, yes, it is GM. And this guy tried to argue with me, and I'm like, okay, I'm done here. But with, with with all this out of the way, I think you're you're right about your Kansas pick, Margo. I mean, he's the the weight is lifted off his shoulders, so I think Kyle's going to go on a tear at the end of the year. He could win the damn championship. He going to do it. Watch your foot. <laughs> There's a bug. Um, 
So uh, if a pest company would like to come sponsor the fact that there is exactly one cockroach sighting in my house. Oh, no. Help. Well, it doesn't help that my daughter's been eating Fritos and they're all over the floor. Oh, so. you said it was club crackers. Uh, that, that too. They're everywhere. Just kidding. She, we she don't hang, have bugs. It's literally a cockroach. It's fine. Oh, no. There's a cockroach on the floor. Because um, we're dirty, white, trash, poor people. Speaking of cockroaches, I asked on Facebook what people thought of the Kyle Bush deal. And I want to read some of our listeners' thoughts on this whole thing. Uh, Mark Kamek says, first punch is out of the way. Oh, the best part about the press conference, Margo? Please tell me he took off his watch. He came in and said, well, Kyle, I've got, I forgot to give you your signing bonus. And he hands him a Rolex and goes, will you hold my watch? That's funny. Yeah. So that was great. Great little play. I, I You know, I, I love it when, when there's a, a rivalry or people that don't like each other and then they are able to bear the hatchet. I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, Dwayne Caleb says, RCR, RCR finally understanding he needs someone other than his grandson to actually win races. True. Jason Preach. Reynolds says, I'm trying to pretend like I was shocked. I mean, I was shocked a week ago when I heard it. Um, Mike Ray says, win-win for both parties, and I can kind of agree. Uh, Bob Say says, the most interesting thing to me is Kyle Busch Motorsports also switching from Toyota to Chevy, which that had to happen. Kyle can't race a Chevy and have a Toyota team. In NASCAR. Um, how big of an impact is that going to have as a lot of Cup and Xfinity Toyota drivers spent time at Kyle Busch Motorsports driving trucks? Yeah, that's where it's going to hurt is the Toyota pipeline. Uh, they're, they're set for right now, but who's going to replace Martin Truex Jr.? Who's going to, you know, which drivers are, are Toyota drivers that aren't going to come to Kyle Busch Motorsports and Childress now? That's going to be interesting to follow. Um, Michael Lira says uh, the second champion, sorry, the second champion driver we've seen Leave a front-running team for a team that hasn't won a championship in years. Brad Cato, Ray Roush, and now Kyle Busch, RCR. Interesting so is Michael Lira saying that is he going to is he saying that Kyle might become washed up like Brad Keselowski? No, he's just saying it's interesting that these drivers are making these moves now. Is what he's saying. Yeah, you know, I agree. I, I agree. I think the potential for ownership for these guys, Keselowski and Bush, are what gets they're them starting there. to see that they're you know they're driving. They're they're not. They won't be able they're to drive not forever. In their prime yeah. anymore. Kyle might still be. Yeah, Amy probably. Brad, I don't think he was ever in his prime, but he was in 2012. Um, no, I couldn't tell you where I was in 2012. I couldn't tell you where I was 12 minutes ago. Uh, Lyra says, interested to see how it plays out for those who are in the long term. And then Mike Smith says, so how about Richard Childress giving Brexton a contract for the option to drive for him when he gets older? I thought that was cool, but I, I think that was a little bit of a little bit of smoozing, if you God. ask me. Here, Linux, have a contract to be a spokesperson. Linux. Um, Mike Smith also says, uh, saw it coming, to be honest, just curious if Kurt Busch is going to retire now and if Tyler Reddick takes over a year early. No, I think no. Kurt Busch is going to come back and, and have one more year right off into the sunset. Then Reddick will move to the 45 team with Bubba. Um, you'll have, uh, I think RCR is going to lease a charter for next year, not buy one. Probably lease it from like Spire Motorsports, which will be good for the series next year because Spire sucks. Um, and then Childress will go but back you to two can cars. Find, but you can find Spire Motorsports merchandise at the day and racetrack. You can find Stenhouse. I hate it here. I know, I know, and I make you do this heckin' show. So yeah, that's the uh, that's the big news. A little, a uh, l- little more news came down. Uh, wait, wait, gotta ask. Any final thoughts on the Kyle Busch deal? 
Are you glad it's over with? I'm glad it's over with. I'm really excited to see Kyle Busch in a Chevrolet because Chevys are like the strongest. I prefer them over Toyotas for sure. You know. When will they bring back the Dodge? Anyways. They won't. No, I'm pretty excited because I don't know if you noticed this, but most of the drivers I cheer for are Chevy drivers. Yeah. So now I can cheer for Kyle Busch and wear some, like if I get like Team Chevy, I'm wearing a Kyle Busch shirt in your house and there ain't nothing you can do about it, bitch. Kyle Busch winning for Richard Childress will be easier for me to swallow than for Gibbs. I don't know what it is about Gibbs. I don't like Gibbs as much. I really wanted him to go back to uh, Hendrick. Hendrick, that'll never happen. I feel like he burned a bridge there. Oh, when, yeah, when he 100%. Was and, he was young and, and stupid at the time. I, I love One of the things I loved that he said in his press conference was, you know, when I made the move to Gibbs, it was all about me. And now I have a family. I have a race team. Uh, you know, I have a wife. Um, so it's it was about so much more than just myself, which is why it took so long. So I y'all, y'all everybody kind of hates Kyle Busch. A He's a really big family guy. I love that about him. I, I like that about him for sure. And I'm I've met Kyle on several different occasions. One time he was an asshole. Every other time he's been what? so nice. Yes, he he drove a modified at New Smyrna, and I didn't uh, say raced for a reason because he never got to race it. He wrecked it in practice. Figures. He was an asshole that day. But every other time that I've seen him or met him or been able to talk to him, he's always so good. And you can tell what comes first for him, and that is his family. Yep. And you, you cannot fault him for that. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be – next year is going to be interesting. NASCAR continues to evolve, and it's – I continue to enjoy it, so – um, the other bit of news, and we'll close on this. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we, we actually uh, interviewed Kenny, who went to the Xfinity race, and we we're talking about how Jeremy Clements won and how it was cool for the playoffs. And then, like, literally 20 minutes after we hung up that phone call and recorded that for the podcast, he was found to have an illegal intake manifold and had an encumbered win, which meant it, the win counted, but it couldn't be used for the playoffs. He appealed that and won the appeal because the appeals panel or committee found that the infraction actually caused a disadvantage, not an advantage and reversed it. So his win now counts. The fines are gone and he gets his playoff points and he's in the playoffs now. So (laughs) that kicks Ryan Sieg out. That makes Sheldon Creed two spots out of the playoffs. Their Xfinity cutoff races this weekend to get in the playoffs is the final regular season race. Are they at Bristol too? They are at Bristol as well. Yes. Uh, Arca, Trucks, Xfinity, and Cup at Bristol. Our our buddy Michael Lear is running Arca. He is. He is. That, I'm, I'm glad to see him behind the wheel. I know that's where he wants to be. That is. I so. know he, he loves spotting and he loves doing this whole driver coaching thing. I'm excited to see him in the Arca race. I'm excited to see Daniel die in the Arca race if he's in it. Daniel's second in points now, only like 12 points behind. But I, I'm excited to see Michael back behind the wheel. Yep. Me too. It'll be interesting. I've always enjoyed conversing with Michael Lear at New Smyrna when I run into him. So I think it definitely it definitely helps him be able to drive or coach when he can actually get behind the wheel of the car. And he does a lot. He spots for a couple of ARCA guys too. So it's I feel like this is going to be good for him. Well, I, I like that Michael's been able to find other ways to still be involved in the sport besides driving when things haven't gone. Like for a while, that's all he did was drive and then and things I, took I, a change. I want to say he's driving his car, like his that ARCA 60. car that's it, been like... It's the one Logan Mizoraka drove uh, in the East race. It's I forget she exists, so I forgot about that. She's still trying to get out of the front straightaway pond at New Smyrna from a couple weeks ago. Maybe if she'd stopped taking TikToks and... Never mind. 
Very nice. I was trying to be nice. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm really excited to see Michael race on Thursday. Hopefully, I get to watch it. If not, I'm sure he will. He did. A, he did an interview tonight on one of the Orlando news stations for Latinos I in saw NASCAR. That. I saw that. Super cool. So that's cool for him. Great for him. I like if to you, see our if local you know guys. Me, I, I love I love diversity. So I think it's great for the sport. Well, I've known Michael uh, since he was in quarter midgets, so it's really cool to see. Oh, Carlos is a great like, guy. We've kind of so. grown up together, so it's cool to see. I like it. Well, love hopefully, to see it. hopefully on next week's show, um, we'll get back to to more of the show. You're used to. I know this was a little more free form and talked about some different topics than normal, and some of you probably won't make it to this point because you've already turned it off. Next but week we're talking football. If you, yeah, that's right, the racing with football Ryan podcast. Um, Blue 42. No, seriously, <laughs> if you've made it to this point of the podcast, thank you. Um, if you haven't quit listening to us because, um, you know, we haven't offended you, um, it'll probably happen someday because guess what? This is a, this, we, we talk about everything on the show. Um, but no, seriously, thank you all for listening. Thanks for making it this far. Hopefully, I don't like the, the look of the forecast because another lingering front is making its way down to hang over the state of Florida for the second week in a row and, like, the third time in five weeks. Um, I'm hoping we get some racing in. Got a good good car to racing coming up at uh, New Smyrna. I did not know this until today, but the sportsmen are running twin 50s. Or, I'm sorry, twin 25s. We've got the JNC Great All Modified 50. we got the Superstock 25. We've got the 602 Modifieds. we got the Mod Minis. we got the Bomber A's. Seven features on Saturday. Going to be a hell of a show. I know Citrus County Speedway has the full throttle 100. They already have, I think, 28, 29 drivers signed in for 28 that. Is what 28. That'll be a good show. Um, tune in. Well, it's already passed, but make sure you you like and follow and tune into the Hot Mike Show where you can get all the information on all the other tracks from uh, uh, with Steve Darling, Matt Neer, Austin Griffiths, and myself. Um, give you a more comprehensive look into not just my opinion on what's going on at the other tracks, but from the people that are actually there. It's a great show. Uh, we're just getting our feet wet with that, so you can follow us and, and watch that show. Hopefully, we get some racing in and we can talk about Florida stuff because I know that is where most of our audience, um, yeah, that, that's what they want to hear. So appreciate you guys listening. Appreciate our sponsors. And um, I'll have that bonus episode for you up here soon when I get a moment. Um, work's been kicking my ass. Life in general has been kicking my ass. And time... Free time has been me sitting on the couch because I'm exhausted. So, um, anyways, I'll have that to you guys as soon as we can. Hopefully, we're talking some new Smyrna. Hopefully, we're talking some Florida racing. And we'll see what happens at Bristol as well. And who knows what the hell Marco will bring to the show next week because it's always unpredictable when she's on. Yes. Yes. So, anyways, uh, final thoughts, Margo? No, sorry. I was, I'm talking to Tony Bromley's wife. Oh, how's she doing? I know they got uh, her C-section date has been potentially moved up. Oh boy! And I was like, "Oh no! Please tell me it's not this date." And then I'm like, "Oh okay, then you should be fine for Tony's last points race. He could take a week off. In and per- be fine. In parentheses, I'm like, please don't kill me for saying that. Well, hopefully everything goes well there. Well, um, if you can be at the racetrack at to do your talkie boy bullshit. <laughs> Four, Four days, days after, after I have a baby. Born, then Tony can be there to do his drivey boy shit. You can't see the points. Do the points go to the driver or the car? They go to the driver. Yeah, he has to be there. You don't have to be there. They can find another He's got a hundred some odd point lead. He don't have to be there for two weeks and still win this thing. I was literally just trying to make a joke, and now I feel like she's mad at me, so I'm kidding, Harley. Oh, 
Well, it's time to get off the podcast. She could kick my ass. Free thinking with a microphone, Margo. I can't do that. And a phone. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> thank you all for listening. Uh, I, I know the show is kind of weird, but uh, we didn't want to just not do one. So, Yes, because then our haters would have nothing to talk about. Oh, oh, Richard Cranium of the Richard Week. Richard Cranium of the Week. All the Bubba Wallace haters. I've got one. Are you ready? It's Jason Lester. That's all I have to say. <laughs> all right. And the guy has turned into a Richard Cranium because who he whose car he's able to drive now because he doesn't have his own. Um, but yeah, that's all I've got to say about that. It's he, okay. He uh, won't listen this far. Well, yeah. if he does, he brought it upon himself. That's all I'm going to say. I had no problems with him until he got in my inbox. So, anyways, thanks for listening. Enjoy. Talk to you next week. Goodbye. Bye.